Welcome, everybody. It's He's Not Done Yet, another episode of He's Not Done Yet. We're so delighted that you're here today. Uh, we are so honored uh, that you would be tuning in. And uh, we just want to invite you uh, to listen in on Victory Radio Station right here in North Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, from 10 to 11 on Sundays. And then we would love to invite you to the First Pentecostal Church. We have church on uh, Sunday at 10.30 and 7 p.m. And then we're back again on Tuesday for our midweek service at uh, 7 p.m. And we would love for you to come. It's at 1401 Calvary Road right here in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Feel free to reach out to me on my uh, cell phone, uh, 501-339-8017. That's 501-339-8017. Today's scripture comes from Matthew 6 and 33. But seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We praise you today, God. We honor you, Lord. Oh, we just pray today, God, that this would fall on good ground, Lord, and unto you, Lord. We love you, and we thank you for it, God. In Jesus' name, Lord, amen. Somebody lift your voice. Somebody lift your hands. If you come to give God a praise, this is your time.
begin to magnify the king all over this place. Anybody got a testimony tonight of how good God has been to you? Anybody got a comeback story? Why don't you help us sing this song tonight and worship God? Aren't you thankful for the redeeming hand of the master tonight? Are you grateful that God didn't leave you where he found you, but he brought you out of darkness into a marvelous light? Come on, help us worship in this house. Say it. Better than I was before. Anybody stronger?
been good to us all over this house. Come on, lift up your voice and worship the King tonight.
Today we have a very special guest, uh, somebody that um, that uh, is one of my very good friends, uh, somebody that I love, um, somebody I look up to. Um, I'm really uh, excited about him being here today, um, and uh, we want to invite Brother Graham Ringantala in today to uh, just obey the Holy Ghost, brother. We'd love to to hear what you've got to tell us today. Thank you, Brother McDougall. I'm glad you are doing this radio service. Uh, I don't know where I need to start, but... Oh, yes, sir. Uh, my testimony is... Uh, it's pretty uh, long, but it's just... Uh, I'll start off like when I came. I, I've been in the church since 22 years, almost 22 years. And it feels like a, yesterday I came to church. It feels so real the day when I came and the day, the last Tuesday when I was in the service. It's the ch same, nothing changed. I came to U.S. Uh, in, uh, after, right after the 9-11 and the economy went down. And when I came here, I was told that uh, I didn't have a job. So I came here with a lot of aspirations and a lot of wishes to make it big. But uh, God had a different plan. And uh, I was just very depressed and I, was, I didn't know what to do. And happened to know somebody who uh, had a store in the mall, in McCain Mall. Uh, he said, he, he, I called him and he's, he said, you can come and work for me for some time until you, you know, when the economy gets better, you can get back to work. And I said, okay, uh, I might do that. So I came here to work for him for some time. And uh, you have to realize that I come from a totally different culture. So when I came to the mall, it just blew me off uh, seeing people with uh, things on their noses, their <laughs> lips, and, you know, the way, you know, in the mall, you know, yeah. people walk in, walk through the mall. And it just kind of scared me for a while, but I was praying. And let me go back before this. You know, we, when we were kids, my mom used to send us to a, a small, um, like a home ministry uh, church where we used to go every Sunday morning. And that was a Jesus name baptism. They believed in the holiness, but they did not have the full revelation of speaking in tongues. Uh, so we went there, most of the songs they sing, they were kind of same songs that we sing in our church here. And uh, we grew up, we went to church in the home missions church. So we used to go as kids into the church and the we went until I was there. I went until I was in sixth grade or seventh grade. And then we kind of faded off. And then we did not go. And after my studies, when I came to U United States, I was uh, right in the middle of the mall. I was f feeling very scared. Sometimes I, I didn't know what to do. I was just praying and God, just I need to get to a church. I need God. I was having a void. And I always prayed, God, I need a church. I hope this helps somebody. And for six months, I worked there. Three months, I worked. The first three months, I worked there. I was just praying, God, every night. I need a church. I need to get to a church. And... My, my dad was affiliated with a Methodist church, so I thought I might go to a Methodist church and see how it is. So at that time, I was in the apartment. I was living with a couple of friends who, uh, you know, who had the job for me at the mall. And uh, I lived with them, and they were Hindus. And uh, I used to see him putting... <laughs> Every day morning, he used to put worship uh, the idol gods, put banana in front of them. But I didn't, uh, somewhere in my heart, I never really liked looking at that. 
I always prayed. I was praying, God, get me out of this place. I didn't want to be there because this, we, I really didn't feel good about it. And then I thought I will just, uh, maybe God wants me to go to a Methodist church. I will just go this Sunday. So I called a cab, took a cab to the church. It's right by uh, Lakewood School. And I went that Sunday morning to the church and I went to the before the service and everybody was looking at me like um, you are dressed up today is it they were it was a it seems to be um, like a jeans Sunday or something and um, they were looking at me like why was I dressed up and why did I come you know so I didn't feel good immediately I I I left that place. I called the cab and I left that place. And then I kept praying. Every day I went to the mall. I come back home. I used to pray, God, give me a church. Uh, little did I know that God was making a place for me. So I used to see a lot of church people go by the mall. I always used to wonder, you know, they, the ladies have the long hair and they used to dress pretty holy. And I used to always wonder, who are these people? And, you know, in midst of all this uh, mall, these, these are the only people they stand out. I always used to wonder. And uh, I used to know a friend of mine, uh, his name was uh, Jeff Cooper. He used to stop by my store sometimes. And um, I happened to one day, uh, out of the blue, I just asked him, for a church card, and uh, he, I think he, he had a church card, if I remember, and uh, I took the church card, and that Sunday morning, I didn't, you have to realize that I did not have a, had a car, I did not have my own apartment, or a house, or nothing, so I was just hungry, I was waiting for God to do something, and that Sunday morning, I requested the guy who I lived with to drop me off at the old church, uh, the first church on the highway. And at that time, the other church was not built. So he agreed, and he dropped me off at the highway. And I walked through the, through the highway into the church. And that changed my life from that day. Uh, Brother Rob Shirley was the usher. Uh, and he opened the door with a smiling face. And as soon as I got in the church, I felt something different. I felt like, what is this? What am I feeling? And everybody, and when I went into the service that morning, I had all, I see all these people gathering and sitting, and it seems like some event is going to take place. I was wondering what kind of event is this going on here? And uh, I've, I, I, I didn't want to sit in the front, so I sat all the way to the back, I think by the deaf section. And that's a Sunday morning service, Bishop Holmes preached the message. I don't remember what he preached, but I loved it. And then I went back to my work that afternoon, and then he calls me, and I talked to him. He said, I said, I'm coming back this Sunday night. He said, well, brother, I'm glad you are coming back. Oh. I said, yes, uh, Pastor. And then I came back the Sunday night. I was sitting in the mezzanine in the, uh, the first church. And uh, Brother Holmes preached that night, and he did an altar call. I tell you what, that day changed everything for me. I've, the Holy Ghost fell on me while I was sitting in the back and ran all the way from the back on the altar. I cried like anything. God, that day, filled my void. He filled my heart. He, there was so much joy. And down the road, God filled me with the Holy Ghost. I got baptized in the church. I tell you what, I was so excited. I was so excited that Something happened to me. I was not realizing what it was. And I was when I got the Holy Ghost, then I realized, you know, 
um, uh, God has filled me with the Holy Ghost. And I, I tell you what, from that day till today, I have not left the church. I gave a promise to God. God, if you give me a church, I will praise you and worship you all the days of my life. And he kept his promise. And now it's my turn to keep the promise. I've been very faithful to my church. I love Bishop Holmes. I love my pastor. I love Grandma Holmes. I had a lot of interaction with Grandma Holmes when I first started coming to church. I had so many memories of interaction with Grandma Holmes while praying in the front. Uh, it completely changed my wife. And down the road, I've met my wonderful wife. She's been nothing but good to me. And I tell you what, my life has changed from that day till today. Immediately after coming to church, I started coming to church. Uh, within a week, I got my car. Within a month, I had my apartment. And from there, I just got open pages and pages. Um, in some, sometimes it was, it was, you know, dry times. But, but God was always looking out for me. Uh, God has been really grateful, great, graceful, and merciful to me and my family. I always wanted my kids to be raised in the church. And now I'm so blessed. Uh, you know, I, I'm coming from a different culture. In our, the way we describe success is not money, it's your family. If you can make sure that your family, if you have been an example and raised your family right, then you are successful. That's our way of defining a success. So I'm so glad, I'm very successful because my both of my kids are in church. They got baptized in the church. They got filled with the Holy Ghost in the church. And I tell you what, there is nothing that is more than being in the presence of God every Sunday morning, Sunday night, and whenever I come to prayer meeting. Uh, there are a lot of things I, <laughs> I wanna say. Now, I'm so blessed that uh, God has given, added, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added unto you. And, you know, I've got so many things. Uh, God has given me apartments. God has given me land. God has given wonderful cars to drive. But everything can go in a minute, in a, you know, in a flash. But what I have is the Holy Ghost and uh, longing for God, which I... That is all I wanted in my life. Uh, I have a lot of memories, as I said, with Grandma Holmes too. I know a lot of people don't have those because a lot of I've seen a lot of new people coming to church. But uh, Grandma Holmes was a wonderful, wonderful lady. She, I used to pray down in the front, and she used to come and pray with me, and you know, pray over me every time I used to be. Uh, have moments when I don't know what to do. She used to come. Uh, she used to sit by me and pray, pray for me and pray over me. Uh, there's one day, I have a, a very special thing that uh, Grandma Holmes gave me. I'm pretty sure not a lot of people got this. But one day I was leaving the church. Uh, after just having the prayer meeting, I left the church. I was going out. Grandma Holmes was coming into the church. And she stopped me. Were coming and she took out uh, something from her purse and she gave it to me. I want to show it to you because I want to tell you why the reason I keep this. This is the only thing I keep in my wallet. This is a $20 bill. It says on it, it was given to me 614 20, uh, 2004, given by Sister Agnes Holmes. Oh. She probably meant for me to buy something or get something to eat, but uh, little did she know that I'm going to keep, wanted to keep this 
as long as I live in my wallet. And this is the only thing I carry in my wallet. I don't carry any cash. And I tell you what, my wallet has never been empty. <laughs> There's another thing I carry in my wallet is a promise that I, when I left India, uh, it's the felt like God gave me a promise which says, fear not, I'm with thee. I always keep it whenever I feel very down and out. I always look at this and it, it says, fear not, for I am with thee. That's all I wanted. If you, God is with you, you, you can do anything. So the reason why I showed you that is there are some things which are very valuable. Just like the Holy Ghost, God giving you a church. It's very valuable, but a lot of people, they take it for granted and they, you know, it's like a bicycle. You start riding it. If you don't keep on riding it, after a while, you will, it, you're going to fall. So it's a daily, daily walk with God, like our bishop preached, and now our pastor preaches. It's a daily walk with God, and I, 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 love, I love this message. I love my pastor. I love my bishop for preaching day in and day out about this truth. I'm so happy that uh, I'm in church. That's the, and uh, I, I've come to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday night. Regularly, some days I might be off, but I try to be there every, every service. Uh, one more story I wanted to say is uh, I have a friend of mine, a brother from our church. We went to, the reason I want to say this is a lot of times we might think that uh, the way we see things is different from how God sees things. We might see a th the thing like a situation where it is uh, worthless or it, don't, uh, it, it looks like a dead stick, like there is nothing you can do. But God has other plans with that situation. So one day we went to Amish, Amish uh, we have a few friends, Amish friends uh, in Tennessee, uh, went with a brother, brother from church. We, went, we took my truck and we went uh, to Tennessee. This might be in around 15, 15, 16 years back. And we were going through the Amish folks' uh, places and I happened to look at this, uh, one of these Amish uh, ladies' uh, house. And right outside the house, she had a beautiful uh, grape wines. And the, the, the wines were full of grapes, Concord grapes, and they were so nice and fluffy. Uh, I really loved, I wanted to taste some and she was ready, she was willing to give me some. So I tasted some, they were really sweet. And I asked her, do you have anything for sale, a sapling that I can take it back with me so I can plant it back home in North Little Rock? She looked and looked and looked. She did not find anything. And she said, you can cut, I can cut you a stick. Uh, see, you can try it that way. I said, well, that's fine. And I was about to leave. She said, uh, I looked down and I looked at a, a twig touching the ground. I said, see if that has any roots on it. And she kind of looked at it and took out the mud. And uh, there was a, about the size of a hair, one root. I said, uh, I asked her how much you want for it. She said, uh, I'll take a dollar. So she gave me a twig about a few inches tall. And uh, I just put it in a plastic bag and threw it in the back of my truck. And in that summer heat, we drove all the way back four or five hours, five hours drive. I left it in the back. For two days, I did not realize that I had that thing in the back. And, and the third day I was cleaning my truck, I happened to see it. When I came back home, I thought, you know what? That might be dead by now. So I was about to throw 
throw the sapling, but as you know, something spoke to me and you know, I had a hunch that just put it in the ground, what does it matter? So I just pushed that in the ground and left it. And it was dried, there was no leaves, nothing. I just left it in the ground and for, forgot about it. And around October, I was just cleaning my yard. I was about to weed it that twig. And I was, I did not, I left it like that. I thought it's just a stick, so just leave it like that. So I left it because I thought it's dead. But we went on our way, you know, and the spring came and I was uh, coming, putting my car to the parking and I happened to see the twig. And it had two birds, two little birds coming out. I was so excited. I was so elated. I was thinking, you know, I was looking at a situation, dead and hopeless situation. It, I thought it's, it's a stick and it's been in the back of my truck for three days. And it's, I'm pretty sure nothing would survive that heat. So I left it. So I left it like that, put it in the ground. I almost weed-eated that, but I left it. I did not do it. But coming spring, I saw the two birds coming out. I, I was so excited. And then I kind of started putting water and nurtured it. And it became a big wine. I had uh, that, so that wine, long story short, with that one single wine, I propagated it to 30, end up being 34 wines, wine grapes, uh, <laughs> table grapes, uh, Concord grapes. Ooh. And uh, one year, after three, four years, we had, the one year it produced so much grapes that uh, we had a big bucket. It did, you know, uh, at least 10, 15 pounds of grapes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was so, uh, we gave it to a lot of our friends and we made some jams and jellies. Uh, but the thing I wanted to say is, you know, the situation might be hopeless, but you know, God has a totally different perspective of what we have. We might, we might think totally different, but God in his own time, he waited till the spring to bring that uh, twig up um, and look what happened. So I just wanted to give, say this because a lot of people go through things and they, you know, they expect some things don't happen and you just want to get rid of, get rid of it because you just, it's in our nature, we just want to, um, get rid of things which don't work. But if you give it some time, nurture it, and wait patiently, God is going to make, God is going to do some great things through that dead, dead part, that, you know, twig. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing what, uh, that, that we had so many grapes through that wine. By the time we left that place, we had 34 grape wines. <laughs> <laughs> So I just Thank wanted you, to say that, uh, and you know, God, you know, it's it's the nature in the in the Bible also. He said, "Do it not the nature teacher does." So it's like you plant something first; it will take the roots. You won't see anything up on the top, but it's God is working inside. He's the roots are growing through. You have to set your roots. You have to set your roots in the church. Once you set your roots in the church. And God is going to bring those green leaves out the sea when the season is ripe. And within a few years, it you'll start producing. So that's what I wanted to say. Brother, thank you so much, brother. Hadn't y'all been blessed? I tell you what. I, I tell you what, brother. What a mm-mm-mm. Brother, that is an awesome, awesome testimony brother i tell you i'm just so glad y'all are here brother and man i tell you thank you so much for that hadn't y'all been blessed well i tell you we're just gonna go ahead and ask uh, our pastor to come in and sing a song and it's called worth you thought i was worth saving so you came and changed my life 
Sacrifice your life so I could be 